to the first episode of Hoop Talk. My name is Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up? What's up, guys? And we have an exciting episode of Hoop Talk. I mean, obviously, this is our debut episode, so we're excited to get started. Our first topic today is what we miss about basketball. So we're going to go look over how the season was going in our perspective, take a look at the NBA standings, and give our thoughts on how the season was going until it unfortunately was halted. So, Jalen, let's start with you. How do you feel that the season was going this far? Man, it was like a punch to the gut, to be honest with you. So, like, in my spare time, I do a lot of writing about the NBA, just trying to, like, hone up my skills because, you know, my, my dream eventually is to be a sports writer. And the first thing that happened was I got an internship with a basketball writing like company online. And the first day, not even joking, the first day that I was supposed to write an article for them in terms of getting an assignment, the NBA sends out a tweet saying we have to shut things down. When I tell you my heart dropped, I was so sick because it's like, you know, this is, this is what I work really hard for. This is what I really enjoy. I've loved basketball since, basically birth almost to the point that like me being able to write about it is all I ever want to do now pretty much and to have it ripped away it was almost like it was like I don't know like yeah it's your occupation but it was like dang that's like my literal pastime this is my everything so it was like not being able to see the league seeing that the league got shut down like that for good reason for sure but seeing that it got shut down it was like yeah, slapped to the face almost. You? Yeah, I'm. I think, in my opinion, this was one of the best seasons of basketball I've ever seen. Um, I've been a basketball fan now for about ten years now, and I think out of the ten years, this is a season that I'm probably never going to forget. I think I was. It, it was more exciting because it felt very open. Um, I thought there were four to five teams that could definitely win the championship, and there were also teams that surprised me. Um, Miami, I thought, was a team that was did not I, – I thought Miami was not going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season, um, even though they just added Jimmy Butler. But I thought the, how well they played with their undrafted rookies, Kendrick Nunn and uh, Duncan Robinson, like they were really – they were really standing out um, for me. And then, like, Oklahoma City was another team that shocked me as well. And we can't forget about that incredible all-star game with uh, – the dunk contest in which Aaron Gordon was robbed. And then also the uh, all-star game itself, which was very competitive with the new format. I think to piggyback off of some of the like teams that we didn't see coming, man, Memphis for sure. I mean, you know, my guy, John Morant coming out of the draft, that was, that was my dude. I mean, that was the, the ace player coming out of the draft. That said, he's going to be a difference maker. Zion, he screams, superstar to everybody I you know I've never been the type of bandwagon whoever the top guy is yeah John Morant was a top two pick but I think that it goes beyond stardom in terms of him I think it's going to be literal impact on the position 
the idea of having a distributing guard has started to slowly dwindle away after people like Stockton, um, Nash, uh, Chris Paul on the back end. It's starting, it's starting to be uh, more of a scoring guard style league. And John Morant is bringing back that old school flavor of being able to get other people involved. And it showed in their record. I mean, it showed in their ability to perform on the court, even with little side things going on with Andre Iguodala not wanting to be able to play or not wanting to play um, for their team. Uh, just the fact that they're young in general. Uh, Taylor Jenkins doing a beautiful job with the fact that they have so many young guys on that team like Dylan Brooks and um, getting Justice Winslow and that million people trade that took place um, earlier this year was probably the sneakiest pickup probably all year. So it's just like, you know, we just had, like you said before, we just had so many storylines where you couldn't pick one team and just say, yeah, that's them. Like, yeah, the Clippers look head and shoulders above everybody else, but you have to play the game. And, I mean, every team to me really felt like they had a chance to put somebody out. All right. So, of course, the season has announced that, or the NBA has announced that the season will return. Uh, they're planning for a July 31st return, and the finals date is set for, for uh, October 12th. So, Jalen, what do you expect to see when the season returns? Genuinely, I expect to see some janky basketball when we first start. I think it's going to be a lot of guys trying to get their court legs back, and we're going to see – this will be one of those seasons where we see just how impactful depth is on an NBA roster. Just how important having 12 true rotational pieces, even nine true rotational pieces, is to having a championship team. I think this is a season format in terms of how things have gone with coronavirus that benefits teams like Boston, like Milwaukee, like you said before, the Raptors, um, and the Clippers for dang sure. I think the deeper the team, the scarier the squad. And that's one of those things where in a year like this, where things have been all types of out of whack, the more talent you have across your entire roster, the more likely you are to reach the finals in a year like this that's so up for grabs, kind of. So I think that I definitely expect to see some janky basketball to start out, but I think this is going to be one of those seasons that A, shows us how good certain coaches are, and B, how good front offices are at building a full roster, not a starting five. Yeah, I think I have to disagree with when you say the play is the, the play is not going to be as competitive. Um, I I think it could be just as competitive because players getting are I think players are just hungry to get back on the court. I think you're right when when you say that depth is critical because it shows really how how good the team is for long for the long stretches in the game. But I also think wins and losses are critical as well. If you're talking about a team like New Orleans, like we said earlier, it could take 
one or two games for them to make a push for the playoffs. And if Memphis, I mean, if a team like Memphis struggles, that leaves the door open for any team, including like the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Blazers, it, it, just those teams to come in and take the eight seed. Now, I think we could also see more surprises. If you see a team like Memphis struggle, San Antonio could come in and take that eight seed. Like they, they don't have the best roster. They have a, they have a pretty young core as well, but DeMar DeRozan has been playing pretty well this year. And of course you have the experience, the, the playoff experience of a coach of a, uh, of a guy like uh, Greg Popovich. The thing with the Blazers that worries me a little bit is their health. I, and I think my, my two main concerns are Zach Collins and, uh, Yusef Nurkic because they've been out for most of the season. And I think if now you have a couple games that matter and Damian Lillard was on record to say that, you know, maybe it wasn't worth it to come back. Maybe it's not worth it for me to come back just for five games. You add him, you, you may have him coming back because there's a chance that Portland can walk into the playoffs. And as a team like Memphis struggles now, like I said, I'm not discounting Memphis. Memphis is a good team right now. But this is so critical because it's a play-in. And you have multiple teams in the Western Conference vying for that one spot. And you know Memphis isn't going to let their guard down. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to say expect the unexpected. Because may, maybe Memphis does struggle. And maybe there's a team in the West that comes in and comes in and just secures the eighth seed. I think that's a strong that's a strong quote to end the podcast on. Uh, expect the unexpected. We want the NBA to come back strong. Trust me, I don't want it to go bad. I I want it to start off fiery because that's the basketball we've missed. Expect the unexpected. I love it. I love it. <laughs>